It was good. This is good work. As soon as I saw the puzzle, I was like, oh, there's going to be something that goes to her little puzzle piece on her shirt. I love it. I love it. Oh, don't get emotional. Let's get into the Christmas spirit. Are you ready? Yeah. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party. Naked. Naked. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Welcome to the second annual Shit Happens When You Party Naked Christmas Special. We got a special for you lined up today. I'm your host. I'm Jason Almy. I got with me my co-host with the most big boobies. That's what I'm talking about. Big leaking boobies. Yeah. Let's get into <laughs> that. My co-host, Christina Almy. What's going on, honey? Hey there. Hey there, everybody. Are you in the Christmas spirit? Hey. You feeling the Christmas spirit? Working on it. Okay. Well, this is sure to get you in the Christmas spirit. Shit happens when you party naked as part of the Inner Circle Podcast Network, motherfuckers. I am going to mention that at the very beginning of the show because I'm not going to get a chance at the end. We're going to play some nice Christmas music at the end. So you got something to look forward to. Listen all the way to the end to hear a special Christmas song. The Inner Circle Podcast Network is comprised of some killer shows in addition to ours. Sam PC, that's Simmons and More Podcast. HTNOS, that's the hashtag no offense show. The Plunge. The Plunge. Yeah, they're with us. They're one of us. They're our boys. Yeah, we'll both mash you. Any pod will do. Any pod will do. That's Joe B. We love Joe B, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What about Failing Hollywood? We got Failing Hollywood. Yes, we do. Yeah, we got Failing Hollywood. We also got... They were the next one I was going to mention. Yeah, I could see it was like on the tip of your lips. Definitely on the yeah. tip of my lips. And tongue. Yeah. And tongue. Yeah. Mm. Both spots. So uh, what's the last one? Who else do we got? The Hood Diner. The hood. See, I, I was waiting for you to say it. I appreciate that. I like how we... It's teamwork. It makes a dream work. Yeah, for sure. I know all the Inner Circle podcasts. I listen to every single episode. Every single episode, every single week. That's every how much we love week. you guys. Yeah, I don't miss one ever. So everybody, go head over to innercirclepn.com. You'll find all of the Inner Circle podcasts there. You'll also find our network shows. We mash up. We make network shows. Shows like Throwing Smoke, Slimmer Circle, Comedy is Dead. We got uh, the awards show. We got awards coming up. We got Golden Globes. We got Academy Awards coming up. It's that time of year, so the awards show is going to be huge. It's going to pop off. We've got, um, geez, I feel like we got another show. Sports. Geez, how could I forget sports? We got Inner Circle Sports. So go check us out, innercirclepn.com. You can find all the podcasts there, and um, you won't regret it. I promise you. If you do regret it, pat me. Yeah, or fuck right off if you regret it. Fuck right off. We don't need you anyway. Get the fuck out of here. No Christmas presents for you. Then just listen to us. Yeah. Just listen to shit happens when you party naked. Yeah. We love you. Don't be mad. 
we also I also want to let everybody know that we are uh, now available. This podcast is now available on Kyrie.fm. Go to Kyrie.fm slash Party Naked. That's K Y R I E dot F M. K Y. K Y. Man, you're on fire today. You are just <laughs> on fire today. I don't know how we're even going to handle this for the next hour and a half. I don't know how you people are going to handle this. You can um, listen to our show on Kyrie.fm. You can comment along with other listeners. With me, I'll respond to your comments, you shitheads. Go to Kyrie.fm slash Party Naked. You can timestamp the precise moment in the podcast that you're responding to or commenting on. It's a really cool new service. I want you guys to go check out Kyrie.fm slash Party Naked. Hit me up on there. I will be on there. I'm on there several times a week responding to all your shitty comments. So mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to Kyrie.fm. Good Merry deal. Merry Christmas. Okay. We got a baller show. Um, I'm going to try to pack it all in. I've planned a lot for this Christmas episode because it's been a year in the making. Every Christmas idea that's popped into my head between January the 1st of last year and today, I put down on this shitty piece of paper and we're going to say it all, right? Yes. Boom. Okay. Are you excited? Wicked. You seem excited. Wicked. Calm down. Put your shirt back on. What the hell, lady? (laughs) Jeez. Louise, you're supposed to podcast with pants on. Calm down. Step off the table, please, honey. Sit back down. We have a real live Santa Claus is going to be calling in so shortly. Excited. So excited. I put the call out. I wanted to get in touch with some Santas. I wanted to talk to some real live Santas. Uh, I wanted to find out, like, what's the experience like? There are millions of Santas all over the country. They work in malls. They do parties. They do all this stuff. And um, I just wanted to figure out, like, what makes them tick. I want to know why. We're gonna- why Santa? So we got good St. Crunk coming on the show in a little bit. He's going to be calling Is that his in name? shortly. Yeah. Nobody goes by? He's going by St. Crunk. Good St. Crunk. Old St. Crunk. Like, really? Yeah. That's what he told me to call him. Saint For real. St. Crunk? I address, address him as St. Crunk. You like St. Nick? You know, that's the one of the common nicknames for Santa Claus is, is old St. Nick. Really? Yeah. So he's I don't Saint think any Crunk. of us knew that. Yeah. So it's basically Lil John um, dressed as Santa. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's St. Crunk, man. We're about to get lit. Interesting. Basically, I got one Santa Claus to actually respond to my request to what, come on the show. What happened to the second Santa? I, I don't know. I guess I'm on the naughty list. Huh. I'm on a lot of naughty lists, apparently, for the show. I had one Santa Claus that actually listened to our show, saw the name of the show, shit happens when you party naked, and thought, they seem like good people. I'll take my Santa brand on here. So listen, we got, the, we got old St. Crunk calling in. Uh, he's a solid dude. I've only been talking to him for a little while, but he's already my new favorite Santa because he's fucking lit. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't wait to talk to the guy. We got that lined up for you guys. I doubt it. No, I mean, I think he's a respectable Santa. I think he, uh, you know, I mean, he works with kids. He deals with kids. He He does daycares and shit. He had a daycare. I think he said he was doing a daycare the other day. Look, he's a respectable Santa. I don't think he's like... Willie from Bad Santa or some shit like showing up drunk and the thing. I think he does when he shows up, when he's in Santa mode, I think he is a professional and he is befitting of the Santa mantle. Because mm, these guys take it serious. Maybe when we're older, maybe this is going to inspire us to want to be yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Claus like in our retired years. Well, I'm getting fat and my beard is turning white. So, I mean, we're on the way. Yeah. We're on the way. You'd be a delightful Mrs. Claus. Thank you. Yeah. Just keep working on your baking skills, but you're going to be a... <gasps> I'm just saying, your, your baking well, skills... Well, maybe don't. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Look, 
Your baking skills are great. The pumpkin bread that you made last time, like two weeks ago, was fucking good. My mom really had a heavy hand in that. Even still, the one you made before that she wasn't involved in was still really good pumpkin bread. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying. I can bake. I shouldn't. I I don't. I do not have a place on Nailed It. No, absolutely not. We've been watching a little bit of Holiday Nailed It. Um, They are stupid and they're really, really bad at what they do. But that's what makes it so good. It's true. I'm glad you brought up Nailed It. So uh, obviously holiday season, we've been watching Holiday Nailed It. I hope you guys have been too and enjoying it. Um, There are a couple new Christmas movies for 2019 that have come out. Holy shit. And I've I've got two actually that I wanted to mention briefly. We watched... Yes. Klaus. Oh my god. On Netflix. Ladies, maybe gentlemen too. Like well, we've got a ton of female listeners. Like I don't know why I was sitting on the couch just crying like a freaking baby. It's a good film. I, it I was would touching. Yes, it was touching. I think Klaus, did it get you? Um, Close. You know, yeah. I I mean, I could feel the stirrings in my loins of a of a few good solid Christmas emotions. Yeah, it definitely helped put me in the mood today. So I I mean, Klaus Likewise. is. Very good. It's on Netflix. I got to say, it's a good family film. Super it's good. cute. Your kids will enjoy it. I think it's a classic adults in the making. Adults will enjoy it. Yeah, I think adults will enjoy it. humor. Do you it, like that I keep interrupting you? I love it. Keep I think doing I did it. this last time. It's great. I only do it in the, when we record in the morning. And when you have caffeine flowing. Yes. When the caffeine is flowing in you, you're a champion podcaster. Thank you. I am fucking proud of you. Weird. But this is your performance enhancing drug right here. This is your PED. Or just in the morning. Yeah, well, morning is good too. So I, I I appreciate that we watched Claus. It put me in the holiday spirit, which was then immediately ruined when I took a trip to Walgreens. I went out and got in the thick of it with these fuckers out there. Is there a lot of people out there? Let me tell you. It's a madhouse, at mm, least in that area, because there's some that, shopping. It does get busy so in that area. So people, I had to go to Walgreens to go pick up a prescription. It's like my fourth consecutive day going into Walgreens, because they botched this prescription. I won't get into details, but they fucked it up. I had to go back. They fucked it up again. This time it was my fault. I didn't have the receipt. They got to switch out the medical devices. And it's just this whole rigmarole. I'm at Walgreens for the fourth time in as many days. And I'm already kind of not wanting to be there. Kind of wish this was done already. But what really killed the Christmas spirit for me was on my way out of the Walgreens. There's two doors, right? There's the indoor Mm -hmm. and then there's the outdoor. Mm -hmm. So... When you got two doors, anybody entering the store can come in unimpeded, and the folks who are leaving the store, like me, can leave unimpeded. But mm-hmm. I get halfway out. I'm in that little vestibule between the two sliding doors. Such a word. And yes, vestibule. It's a real thing. Look it up, people. I'm dropping knowledge on you guys in addition to fucking cuss words. So I'm in the vestibule. I'm going out the out the set of outdoors. Mm-hmm. This bitch comes in the outdoor as it's opening for me. Mm. I, I open the door. Can't stand she us. comes walking in like. Major Queen shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let me just fucking stop for you. Hold on. Let me just stop for you, queen shit. You could have used you could have used this other fucking door right here that says in on it, but no, let me stop. Let me stop what I'm doing while her majesty walks in the fucking Walgreens. She had the scowl on her face too. She had to be like 20, just prissy mm. looking little bitch. I'm like, oh, I'd like to kick you. I'd like to stick my foot out so she tripped. But I was just thinking, you know what? She's probably on her way in for uh, the morning after pill and some Listerine. I mean, I was like, this fucking classy broad. I got to stop for this fucking broad. And then I thought, man, you know, this is supposed to be the season of like cheer and goodwill. This bitch is walking past me with a scowl on her face like I was just 
Oh, just come right on in. I'm sorry I didn't roll out the red carpet for you, bitch. There's another fucking door you're supposed to use, the one that says in, not out, that the, the fucking guy is already trying to walk out of. Fucking enjoy your Valtrex, bitch. I know she's there getting some kind of fucked up prescription because she looked like a classy broad. She looked like the type of broad who listens to hashtag no offense show. She looks like the type of broad who lives in Florida. She listens to hashtag no offense and untrained eye. Those are our two Florida friends podcasts. Mm -hmm. She's a big listener of untrained eye and hashtag no offense. I know it. She probably lives in a trailer right near you guys. Just up here visiting some family for the holidays. So I'll send a new listener your way. She's a biatch though. Now that I've gotten myself into a really good mood. And then you came home and what did you receive? Oh, I came home and I received such a nice early Christmas gift. Yes. Let's do a total 180 and talk about the nice Christmas gift my wife gave me. Yes. Yes. You want me to tell the audience and all about And you notice the colors. Yeah, actually red and black, yes. which is perfect. Thank Go you. dogs. Go dogs. We're a bulldogs family through and through. Yes. Uh, so my wife gave me a gift of a matching shirt with a onesie for our daughter. So the shirt and onesie are like a combo. They match. I'll describe the onesie first. It is a black onesie with a red puzzle piece, largely screen printed in a very prominent position, just kind of across the body, the torso of the onesie. Beautiful, right? So you know what my uh, shirt is going to look like. I unfold my shirt, also black shirt with red screen printing. Get, I'm, I'm actually do past the tissues. <clears throat> um, it is a, a heart comprised of puzzle pieces. It's like a puzzle heart. But there's one piece that's missing. Aww. And it matches perfectly the piece that's screen printed on. I just love it. I love it too. It was super cute. So I'm wearing my shirt, everybody. As we record this, I'm wearing my super cute heart shirt that matches my daughter's little onesie. And it's like a piece of my heart. And she's like the little piece of my heart that completes my heart. And it's a beautiful sentiment. For this time of year. And that got me. Yeah, it got me a little bit too. I can admit. <laughs> I'm man enough to admit. I, you know, I liked it. It was, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it was very nice. And it was a really sweet gift. And I really appreciate you. And the early gift, I don't want to take it off. I'm going to wear it until it stinks. <laughs> I'm going to wear it until it smells like Evelyn puke because she's going to puke all she over. She probably will when she gets up. Yeah, she's going to spit up all over this motherfucker. So I had a second movie I wanted to mention mm -hmm. because it is a complete departure from Klaus. Klaus is good. Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Klaus. I guess. Yeah. It's not spelled the same as Santa Claus is with a C-L-A-U-S. This is like we probably, K. We probably should have paid attention to the movie and they should have. They pronounced it. You should have stopped crying I long enough to. So the piece of shit movie that I saw the other night when I was working on the Christmas cards, you went to bed and I was working on the Christmas cards. I turned on FX's A Christmas Carol. It's a brand new uh, version of A Christmas Carol. Not good. It was a piece of shit. Really? It was fucking awful. I watched like 20 minutes. I was like, I, I'm out. I got to get out of here. Look, listen, mm -hmm. nothing gets me in the mood for Christmas quite like a kid pissing on a corpse's face. You're kidding. In the first 10 minutes of a movie. You're kidding. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. So this kid urinates on Jacob Marley's grave. Jacob Marley is the uh, ghost of Scrooge's old business partner who comes back to kind of kick the whole thing off. He's carrying the chains around and stuff in the classic tale. Well, 
This movie starts out with a kid urinating on his grave, and the camera pans to show the urine, urine like trickling down and actually hitting the corpse in the face. It's not enough that he pissed on the guy's grave. The camera actually has to show us the urine coming down and hitting Jacob Marley's dead body in the face. And that's kind of what kicks the whole thing off, kind of wakes Jacob Marley up, and he decides to go help his buddy Scrooge out. Uh, only they reimagine Scrooge as a rapist. Yeah. You're kidding. Not kidding. So you know how Scrooge gets like redeemed at the end and everyone loves him? Kind of hard to do that when he's literally Harvey Weinstein. He's, he, he actually, he actually, you know, Mary Cratchit, Bob Cratchit's wife. Dude, it's dark. It's dark as fuck. This is too dark. It's fucking Christmas people. So Bob Cratchit is the guy who works for Scrooge, who he always kind of abuses and he's mean to. He's the father of Tiny Tim. And they have a nice family. Even though they're poor, they have a very nice, loving family. And so that's what Scrooge comes to understand. Yeah, well, that's what it's part of the lesson. Scrooge comes to understand that even though they don't have money, they have something more valuable because they have this like love for each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the lesson that Dickens was trying to teach us. But in this film, um, Scrooge actually, in order to get Tiny Tim an operation, because you know, Tiny Tim is sick. Scrooge encourages Mary to come over, that's Bob Cratchit's wife, <gasps> so that they can fuck, so he gives them money. So he basically prostitutes his employer employee's wife to get money to save Tiny Tim's ass. He doesn't make her go through with it. He makes her get naked, and then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I can see that you're willing to fuck me for the money, so take the money and get the fuck out. It's almost worse. It's almost worse. He boots her. He gives her the money, but he says, look, if you if Bob Cratchit tries to quit his job, I'm going to tell him that you came over here to fuck me for this money, and that's how you got the money. So he blackmails her. He's like Harvey. It, it's Basically, he's Harvey Weinstein. It's exactly what Harvey Weinstein was doing, and Harvey Weinstein is pretty much the devil. So <laughs> by making Scrooge wicked fucking evil, it means it's very hard to have that like redemptive kind of mm-hmm. like, we're supposed to hope that Scrooge turns his shit around, and that by the end of the movie... Oh, look, he's like this friendly dude. He's found the spirit of Christmas. He's going to give Bob a raise. He's going to make well, sure Tiny Tim been. has resources. Did you watch the whole thing? I did not. Hmm. I had to turn it off after he uh, like came within um, a breadth of raping Mary or coercing her into sex, but let's call it what it is. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. You lost me. Well, see, this is Christmas. See, you've pulled me in. I want to see how they were able to take that man and actually... Because you know by the end, we have to be rooting for him. You know, you'd think that, but good luck rooting for a rapist. But that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. I'd be interested to see how they actually pulled that off. I see. I read a review for the film in which they don't. The review basically said, yeah, they don't. They kind of, that whole redemptive scene at the end, they kind of cut off. Like, I don't know if it just ends or what. but Really? Yeah, he doesn't. The, the classic Ebenezer Scrooge buying the huge goose and taking it over and, and taking care of, you know, pretending to fire, but then promoting Bob Cratchit and blah, 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 and being like, reconnecting with his nephew. Mm-hmm. Basically, none of that is in this movie, apparently. I read from the review, but I was like, I'm not watching the rest. I can't watch mm. it. It's garbage. It's complete garbage. I'm interested. So, <laughs> my wife is interested. <laughs> and if, if anybody out there watched FX's A Christmas Carol the other night, at Party Naked Pod, okay? At me. I want to hear what you thought about it. If you didn't think it was garbage, we are going to fight because that shit was garbage. I'm telling you, it was garbage. But if you watched it, I want to hear what you thought at Party Naked Pod on uh, the Twitter and and at me. Let me know what you thought. Christina, maybe we can try to find it on the on demand and I will let you experience firsthand 
what unmitigated shit it is because it is not holiday. Look, I like my holiday specials adult. Bad Santa is my was in my top three holiday films, but I really, really appreciate for my Christmas movies to be completely devoid of any rape. Mm-hmm. So I don't want any rape in my Christmas movies, please. Out there, if you're listening, anybody in Hollywood producing or thinking about producing a Christmas film, my my biggest, biggest, biggest request for you is please don't include any rape in your Christmas film. Please. I don't think rape and Christmas really go together, at it least not in my family. Like rape, though. Okay. Well, he comes this fucking close. All right. He coerces her into getting naked. And then he's I'm like, okay, you can see what? Just because he didn't penetrate her. That's the only thing he didn't actually do is penetrate her with his Was penis. he forceful? He was a massive dick about it. I mean, he didn't like rip her clothes off or put like a knife to her throat. But I mean, he was basically like, hey, look, you need this money. You want your son to get his operation so he'll live. Hey, you're going to get naked and you're going to fuck me. We're going to do it. And that was pretty much it. Hmm. I'll show you the part. I will. And, and maybe I don't we need can, to see the part. I we just can record an addendum. Seeing a rape scene is very traumatic. Well, it's not. Again. They don't, he doesn't actually, do, he dismisses her. Yes, he dismisses her before penetrating her. But I mean, he utterly humiliates her. And then. Douchebag. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's so they clearly make you hate him. Yeah. And then I, I really think it kind of sets you up for not really, I don't want the guy to be redeemed anymore. I'm just kind of like, well, mm. I mean, it'd be nice so if they went, he got murdered. They went too far. They went way too far. It to was. bring him back. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. So those are our new movies for 2019. Christmas Shoes is still the worst Christmas movie ever. If you heard last year's Christmas episodes, you know. I bit, I probably bitched 60% of last year's Christmas episode about Christmas Shoes. So you guys know how I feel about Christmas Shoes. Yeah. I think. I remember now. That FX's Christmas Carol, even with all of its rape and corpse pissing, is still better than a Christmas, and then Christmas Shoes. Okay. So if I got to choose one or the other. I'm in hell. It's my first day in hell. And Satan asks me, which of these two films? I'm going to torture you forever. You got to choose which one I'm going to torture you with. It's either FX is a Christmas Carol or Christmas Shoes. I'm still taking a Christmas Carol, even with the piss and rape. I'm sorry. Christmas mm-hmm. Shoes is bullshit garbage. Anything to add? I <clears> haven't <throat> seen either. So... We can, you, you know what? You live... But a- I remember how you... Strongly disliked. I thought it was a song. So it's a song that got made into a movie. Oh. Yeah, but I remember They're you saying garbage. it was very depressing. Oh, it's depressing. I don't want depressing shit on Christmas. Thank you very much. But the but the you live a charmed is, life. The claws. I thank you. You live a charmed life. See, staying in the hole sometimes helps. Well, staying in the dark. I know. I know. Claws though was really good. Yeah, Claus was good. Watch Claus. Don't bother with uh, FX's A Christmas Carol. Just watch Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know why they needed to keep making Christmas Carols when it was clearly perfected in 1992 with the classic A Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> you don't need to keep making Christmas Carol movies. People out there, stop. Quit. It was already done perfectly. You're not going to do better than that. So just stop. Go make an original film, okay? But I really like the Claus, though. I know, but that's is, not a Christmas Carol. I mean, it's specifically still, adaptations of a Christmas Carol. Uh, like, don't stop making Christmas movies. Just stop making Scrooge movies because it's already been perfected hmm. with a Muppet Christmas Carol. Gotcha. So, but Claus was really good. Claus. Keep making movies like that. That's yeah. good. There was no rape in Claus at all. No. It was really, really good. It was really good. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Old man. Shakes his fist at the sky. How about a little uh, get off my lawn? Okay. I want to ask you, 
How do you feel about people saying happy holidays versus Merry Christmas to you? I think it's appropriate. What do you think is appropriate? Saying happy holidays. In in what way is it appropriate? Because you don't know what holiday I celebrate. You're being off. I know what holiday you celebrate. Presumptuous. I'm not. I live with you. I know what holiday you celebrate. Not you. If you're a stranger, you don't know what holiday I celebrate. So if a if you were to say Merry Christmas to a stranger, would you feel like it was reasonable of them to get upset? I don't think it's upset, but I think it's to me it's a less enlightened um <laughs> Oh God, you're one of them. <laughs> I you're just one think, of them. <clears throat> I just think I don't know what what um like i said i don't know what their beliefs are so why not just say happy holidays it makes everybody um it it can address everybody and it's no harm no foul i think merry christmas addresses everybody too but it doesn't sure it does not everybody celebrates christmas you don't have to celebrate it are you going to be alive on december 25th well i hope you have a nice day then see there you go it's just a day to some people yeah well i feel not a holiday for everybody yeah i feel bad for them too well, they don't, though. They feel okay about it. They have their own holiday that they celebrate. Yeah? Yeah. So what's your argument, Jason? I, I think that... I feel like I just kicked that out of the park. Do you think you knocked yeah. that one out of the park? Yeah. Deflated your your rant. But yeah, you're right. Okay, moving on, people. I'm just going <laughs> to cut this part out. I think, <laughs> I think anybody who gets offended by either one, because there are people who are like, war on Christmas stuff, like, how dare you say happy holidays to me? I think if you get pissy... That's stupid. I think what's important is the intent. And if somebody is wishing you either a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, fuck it. If you say... If you tell me to have a joyous fucking Kwanzaa, I'm going to say thank you. I'm, I don't know what really? to do with that. Exactly. That's exactly it. Wow. Okay. As I was saying, I would still... Understanding that their intent was simply to wish... A, good time upon me hmm. even though i i don't know what to do with kwans i mean christmas is different hmm. christmas is different because of the the cultural you know it's like the f- your culture yeah okay so let's go search netflix how many <laughs> kwanzaa movies versus christmas movies are on netflix i understand that's that a weak argument it's not weak we are exposed to Christmas shit every year. For better or worse, we're exposed to Christmas shit. People know. But th- maybe the, I know Jewish people that put up Christmas trees. But maybe that's because more people who celebrate Christmas are in the field of making movies. So what that's more that's more that could be more showing the underrepresentation of a plethora of movies celebrating other holidays. Let me ask you this. Do you ever hear about all those Christians in Hollywood or do you hear about all the Jews in Hollywood? <laughs> Answer me that. Riddle me that. Uh, I don't necessarily know. I actually know. don't hear of either. You don't? Because I think... Maybe Jews. Google that one. Um, I think that uh, at least there's plenty of Jewish representation in Hollywood and I think that there are plenty of Jews making Christmas movies and taking you know that money all the way to the bank. It's okay. What I'm trying to say, though, is that you shouldn't get offended either way. If someone says happy holidays, Merry Christmas, go fuck yourself. I'm not getting upset. I'm not getting upset. If you say Merry Christmas, I'll say you too. If you say happy holiday, I'll say you too. If you say happy Hanukkah, I'll say you too. Because I'm going to assume you're Jewish at that point. I'll say you too. I hope you have a great eight days. I would love to hear. Or ten or whatever. I would love to hear how people who feel so strongly... Thinking of a couple of family members 
feel so Ooh. strongly about Merry Christmas. Shots fired. How they would feel if somebody said and said, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Joyous or, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Or one of those. Do you want to test it out? Do you want to, do you want to like tell somebody Joyous Kwanzaa? <laughs> you know do you want to go to Walmart? Let's I'm go gonna, to Walmart. I'm wish gonna, everyone a Joyous I'm Kwanzaa. I'm going to start doing that. And I'm not going <laughs> to say Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Let's do Joyous Kwanzaa. I just think it's like just an, it's a nice neutral. I, I don't know. I've, I think I've done it for a while. I just, I'm more into just saying happy holidays and I'm good. Like it just feels like a it feels, better. To me, I, I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with either. I don't give a fuck what somebody says. As long as they're wishing me a nice time, I shouldn't be upset. The, mm-hmm. the intention I think is, is what's important. And I think, um, the only thing that I that it's kind of happy holidays is like a little generic. It's like a little bit like because it's inclusive. So generic is inclusive, and I don't know because inclu- you could be specific and still inclusive. You could say have a have a merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and or a joyous Kwanzaa. That's just more of a mouthful. Which equals happy holidays. So generic is is not. It's not that generic is inclusive because I'm down with in- inclusivity. It's that generic is bland. It's too broad. See, I could be inclusive while still being specific. I guess your wife is bland. Uh, you're not bland, honey, And please. I'm broad. You are broad, though. I'm a bland broad. You're, no, you're broad, <laughs> but you're not bland, trust me. I was thinking of broad as in wide. Oh, yeah. I was. That's what, the way I meant it originally. <gasps> but when I said that the, that the comment, <laughs> happy holidays, is broad, you're a broad. That's a broad comment, but it's not a, that was uh, a, good... a lady comment. <laughs> like a little backpedal. <laughs> well, a ton of backpedal. <laughs> Surprised I didn't trip over something backpedaling. So Jesus Christ, I'm sweating. Oh my God, lady. Okay, shit. I'm sorry I brought it up. Everybody, happy holidays. I'm good. We're gonna go to right after this episode. We're gonna go Christmas shopping at Walmart, like the classy oh folks God, we I are. Say happy we are gonna say happy Hanukkah. I'm happy gonna say Kwanzaa. joyous, joyous Kwanzaa. You say happy Hanukkah to everybody. I'll say joyous Kwanzaa to everybody. We'll see how if, fast we get our asses. And then kicked. when we get a joy, like just kidding, Merry Christmas. Just kidding, Merry. Christmas. I mean, happy holidays. <clears throat> Yeah, we found the Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we found the right-leaning Christian. Or, or like, what what would happen if they um we say you know Happy Kwanzaa and somebody's like, oh, thank you. You made my Kwanzaa. You're the first person yeah. to wish me a Happy Kwanzaa. You gotta come over for Kwanzaa dinner. Sure will. What? How do you imagine a Kwanzaa dinner to be? What do you think a Kwanzaa dinner would be like? I don't even. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I want. I, I don't want, even know what like religion that's associated I with. Want, I don't. Either, I don't either. Honestly, I don't either. I'll be honest with you. Really, I know that the makes word, me feel better. I know the word Kwanzaa, but I don't know shit about it. I don't, I don't know, know anything shit about, it about it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know shit about. It. I know shit about Hanukkah because I had Jewish friends mm-hmm. growing up, and uh, you know, it was nice. That I got exposed to. About. Yeah, spoked. I got expo- exposed. Spoked. Spoke. Spoked about. Retard. Re- retard. <laughs> You're you're retarding this episode, my love. You are, and I don't am. mean dumbing it down. I mean slowing it uh, and holding it back. I feel like I'm definitely doing that. I keep interrupting you. Yes, but it's it good. Just brings me a little pleasure. Only a little, because you seem to be enjoying yourself. Mm, it's probably the coffee. Remind me to brew you coffee every morning that we do this. What is so, Anna say? I'm just gonna say, if somebody ever got pissed at me in real life because I told them Merry Christmas. I would immediately take it back and tell them that I hope they get AIDS for Hanukkah. Whoa. That's eight days of AIDS. Wow. Fucking put that dreidel in your pee hole. So that's that's how I would react if someone got upset with me for just telling them have a Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. I, you weren't wearing your Star of David. I didn't know. 
We should. You know, how am I supposed to know? I'm just. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. wishing people, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth at any minute. That's what mm. this whole podcast is based around. Mm-hmm. We have an entire show that we've been doing for almost two years based around me not knowing whatever is going to come out of my mouth. It's true. I mean, I'm lucky when it's not a racial slur. I feel now we should invite Jan to listen to this podcast following that statement. Grand Jan? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, my mom listens to all these episodes. She mm-hmm. listens to every episode. Mm-hmm. You kids, get off my lawn. Let's do a little Chrissy Doesn't Know. I got a few news articles that I've compiled that are all holiday related that I wanted to run past you. Okay. I wanted to see if you've heard of these. Okay. How do you feel about that? Good. Good. Okay. Fantastic. I'm hungry. Stay awake. <laughs> I'll feed you after this. Do good work and I'll feed you. So uh, for our first story, a drunken raccoon staggers mm. through a German Christmas market. Mm. Sounds very German to me. It does. So allegedly... The raccoon was drunk. Police admit that they did not admit uh, did not administer a breathalyzer test Shocking. to determine. But we're fairly certain from the uh, CCTV footage that the raccoon was drunk. They think that the uh, raccoon was drinking like, you know, at the Christmas market, they're drinking like the mead and the, the different like, I don't know what the hell they drink, but it's got alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And people are like throwing away the plastic cups that they were drinking it out of. And the garbages get kind of full. And so the raccoon wanders over as they are wont to do and starts kind of like digging through there and mm-hmm. kind of drinking some of the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And this little guy got fucked up. Little guy. A little guy got fucked up. So uh, initially it was reported that the fire department had taken the little guy to a shelter. Because the fire department did come get him. He passed out on some steps. This <laughs> raccoon drank himself. Like he blacked out, man. Suspicious. So you don't think this is the one? Okay, so... The the actual actually what happened was the fire department did come get the guy, at which little point guy. the little guy at which point a local hunter, uh, shot fucked and ate the r- raccoon. Seen that total bullshit. That order he shot fucked and ate the raccoon. Hmm. But in the hunter's defense, he's a German hunter. He thought the raccoon was Jewish. Uh, it's really it's it's pretty ugly. But they still have a little bit of that over there. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, people. So. Uh, <laughs> That was, unfortunately, that was the tragic end to the story of the drunken raccoon staggering through the German Christmas market. You'd think they would take things a little bit more lightly over there nowadays, but no, apparently if you stagger drunkenly through a uh, Christmas market, you are executed, as was that Especially poor little raccoon. Yeah, I don't think he actually was. I think it's just the hunter has some prejudices still, unfortunately. And that's not something that we support. I, I say Merry Christmas to all my Jewish friends because I want them to have a nice December 25th too. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't enjoy their Chinese food on that 25th. Um, what do you think about that story? Any comments? It's an um, entertaining story. I feel bad for the raccoon. I feel a little bad for him too. I mean, raccoons are not nice creatures, but I keep thinking of Guardians cute, of the Galaxy. Though. Yeah. They're cute. I mean, until they get rabies and try to bite your scrotum. Remember when we had some raccoons on our oh, front steps? Man. Yeah, I had to chase them our away. Porch, yeah. That was frightening. That was to me. actually frightening, yeah. Because they're big and um We'd like wasn't there like three or something? There was three, and then there was one that just wasn't smart enough to get off. And it's like rabies plus I don't want any facial scars. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're nice. They're not friendly creatures at all. They're not. Although they're not. you see some people having them as pets, I feel like nowadays. Yeah, I feel like those are also Stupid listeners people. of hashtag no offense. I agree. I think those are kind Floridians. of Floridians. Yeah, Floridians. They're Southerners. They're not, they're not not folks up here. Good folks up here don't keep raccoons as pets. Uh, next story. Yeah, let's do it. 
This one is nightmare fuel for me, at least. A woman found a 10-foot python in her Christmas tree. I would freak out. Of course, it happened in Australia where animals hide in every tree to kill you, basically. Um, That's a bad place because they have killer spiders, they have pythons, they have everything down there. God, 10 feet. That's scary. 10 foot. That's a very large snake. That is a, um, that snake is waiting to kill her pet, basically. Like, if she's got a dog, 10 footer probably could could fuck you up. You know, the pythons don't always mess with full grown humans. You know what I mean? Because we're just kind of big for them. But, I mean, 10 feet is pretty huge. And, honestly, I'm not getting anywhere near that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what. If I found a python in our Christmas tree, I'm fucking Muslim immediately. Uh, I, that To me, that's a sign from God. You are done <laughs> celebrating Christmas. It is now time to convert to Islam. Have a joyous Kwanzaa, everybody. I'm never saying Merry Christmas again after I find a 10-foot fucking python. I could find a, 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 a two-foot garter snake and be like, well, maybe this is a sign. Okay, let's dust off the menorah because this year we're Jewish. We're we're throwing the Christmas tree out. We're going to celebrate Hanukkah, everybody. Uh, so what did you get on the first day of Christmas? Pear tree. Partridge in a pear tree. Not in this case. In this case, you got a fucking python in a pear tree. <laughs> so is it that one that's fake or the raccoon one that's fake? There's let's, two that sound pretty silly, huh? Let's see. This next one's beautiful. I love this. This is this one's actually genius. This Let's one is really, really smart. Somebody over there, I hope, got a really good bonus for coming up with this idea. Amazon adds a new Alexa feature to avoid holiday arguments with family members. That's the thing around the hmm. holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc. People are surrounded by their extended family, people that maybe extra uh, stress. Yeah, it's extra stress because you're you're with these people that you don't you may not agree with them on everything. They might have different outlooks, but it's like, look, he's still my cousin, he's still my uncle, whatever. You know, I love the guy, even though I can't stand his politics or whatever. People argue, unfortunately, this time of year, and they get into fights. And sometimes those fights can be very uncomfortable, and they can even carry over for a long period of time. I mean, it's a tragic thing when family fights like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible. So you can, if you own an Alexa device, obviously, you can say, Alexa, change the subject. And she will spit out a piece of trivia that really? will direct, yeah, she'll she'll throw out something hmm. to talk about. She'll say, did you know blah, blah, blah. And then you'll hopefully talk about that instead of um, your uh, rabid support for Donald Trump uh, and, and, your, and the other guy's hatred thereof. So it'd be cool if you could like um, put in some like trigger words. And so that oh, if, so she hears them. If you hear this word, change the subject. Yeah, it's kind of like a list of ten, and she would automatically do that. Yeah. Hmm. What you really ought to do is arm one family member, preferably a young one, you know, like ten, twelve, with like one of those uh, Peruvian jungle like dart guns, like your little blow guns, where you like. You know, and it blows a little dart and like hits him in the neck. Like as soon as somebody's like, did you hear about Donald Trump? You you know, oh, and he's just, you know, you just knock your uncle right Mm -hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. pushes, pushes uh, his hat over his face and just be like, don't disturb him. He's dead tired. Well, that was probably what, that would be probably more appropriate before there was Alexa. Yeah, but now there's Alexa. So uh, you can just ask her politely to change the subject and she will. And I'm sure everyone will listen to her. Even when things are very heated and mm. you're heatedly discussing yeah. politics or whatever else you got going on, immigration or whatever, you guys are like, ah, you know, I'm sure that as soon as Alexa says, of hey, course. did you hear about the World Series? You're going to be like, oh yeah, let's talk about baseball now. Yeah. 
So I think that will work very well. It's a genius idea. Um, way to go, Amazon. This is yet another reason. Go. Yet another reason they why. They were clearly eating their um, their veggies from Whole Foods to come up with that idea. Clearly. And I, I welcome our new corporate overlords, Jeff Bezos. I'm, I'm ready to serve. All right, last one. Let's do it. Woman's Christmas light display upsets her neighbors, despite being very on brand for shit happens when you party uh, naked. Can you guess what she adorned the roof of her house with? Was it Don't a... Don't look at my notes. I'm not. Was it a um, poop emoji? A poop emoji? That's a good guess, but it's actually a little bit more offensive than a poop emoji. Poop emojis are cute. We were walking through Kohl's shopping for our yeah, daughter the other that's, day. that's I think probably what I And I found a poop emoji pillow. That's not... I don't think the poop emoji... It was emojis, cute, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like pink and weird. And I was like, this is like a pink turd. And I, that just weirded me out. Like, I'm going to buy a pink turd for my kid. And it's like a pink turd pillow. I don't know. I don't, people, I don't know about this. I kind of file that in the bucket of like FX is a Christmas carol. Like, I don't need any rape in my holiday movies. And I honestly, like, I don't need a giant pink piece of shit pillow. I, I just don't need it in my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, what do you think is a little bit more offensive than shit? So, it must be a naked person. Um, do you think it was the entire person or do you think it was maybe like a boobs. singular part? Boobs? Boobs is another good guess. You're, you're going in the right direction from poop to but. boobs. Not a butt. A vagina? <gasps> Vagina's a little harder to do than this. Penis? A penis. It was a dick. No. It was a giant dick. On the top of her house? On the top of her house, yeah. And I got to commend this person. I mean, look, a lot of people do vulgarity like it's just this easy thing like i'm just gonna go uh spray paint a dick on this person's house and honestly you could have done that but this lady took the time she got up on a ladder she went on the roof she got a dick on the roof of her house Hmm. she got a dick on the roof of her house i'm gonna show you the dick on the roof of her house no i'm hearing cover art (laughs) itunes is gonna love that apple's gonna love that oh i was thinking of the picture of you and evie the picture of me and Evie? Mm-hmm. But that might not be appropriate next to the dick pic. Here is um, the picture of... Mm, it's not... No. So oh. here is the Christmas display. Obviously, that is a uh, cock and balls. And it's that's pretty big. That's What would you say that is about 20 feet, 30 feet? God, it's a 30 big. foot dick on our house and why would you do um, that? i don't why wouldn't you do that i think that's a splendid idea so no. um yeah this woman put a giant cock and balls on a roof Weird. and i commend her for her work because this is commitment this she had to climb I mean, she risked her neck to put that on her roof she did yeah so and she had to do it by hand yeah i mean i don't that's know a if lot she of had lights. A, I'm sure she took some chalk up there and like maybe drew a chalk outline to make sure it looked right before she like stapled all the lights in. Regardless, I appreciate her craftsmanship. And, you know, I think that was, uh, that was wonderful. It's beautiful. Weird. Yeah. What do you think about maybe next year putting a giant uh, Christmas dick on our roof? Um, I think, you know, we can consider it. We, we have a whole year to think about it, but I, I think it would be we wonderful. We could bake a bunch of um, penis cakes. I think it's very on brand for us, given our penis bake, penis mm. cake baking. Yeah, yeah, our bukkake cakes. Yeah, it would be kind of a way to advertise that little venture. 
Mm-hmm. We could have the penis say like down the side of the penis, bukkake cake sold here. Yeah. You know, get your family. Who wants a fruit cake for Christmas when you can have a dick cake? That's so true. We could bake fruit into it. It could be a dick-shaped fruit cake. Yeah. Wow. Juices are flowing, huh? The creative juices are flowing. Yeah. Indeed. Apparently this time of day is good for you too. The juices are flowing and not just the creative ones, people. Two. Juices are flowing. Holiday juices. Baby number two. Are flowing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, I think Santa's on the phone. Awesome. Just in time for Christmas, a real-life Santa Claus is calling. Of course, he's calling right at 8.30. He's on the dot. Just in time for Christmas, we have a real-life Santa Claus on the phone, or at least a guy who plays him on TV. We have, joining us for our very <laughs> special Christmas episode, St. Crunk. What's good, St. Crunk? How are you doing? Hi, Santa. <laughs> hey, Hey, Jason. Hey, Chrissy. Good to, good to be speaking with you. I'm so glad you agreed to this because I must have emailed two dozen, maybe 30 Santas, and most of them didn't respond. A few of them told me to fly a kite. I must be on a lot of naughty lists this year. Well, that's not hard to imagine, Jason. If they've listened to your blogs or looked into them at all, it's not hard to imagine that you're on that naughty list. No, I'm just kidding, but... Is bad, does bad language get you on the list? Because if so, I'm totally screwed. Yeah, not necessarily. I guess the gratuitous use of, of foul language might. But I think probably what you're looking at in this situation is maybe the other Santa's reluctance to break character and discuss. To step outside the character they portray and discuss him as a character. I see. Yeah, I can believe these, that. These guys, are, these guys are used to putting that red suit on as am I, and becoming Santa Claus. When you're wearing the red suit, you're Santa Claus. And I don't know if they would have a, I don't know if it's a matter of not being able to take the red suit off for, for uh, you know, for the purposes of speaking to you on the on the podcast about Santa Claus or whether they just don't even want to risk it. I, I don't know. I mean, I can see if you're, dressed in the Santa garb, head to toe. You're like fully decked out. You've got that beard that you've been growing for years. It's like the real beard and everything. And you're out and about and you don't want a kid to see you like cracking a beer, blowing a snot rocket in the parking lot. You know what I mean? I I can completely understand why a Santa Claus (laughs) doesn't want to be seen. You know, you're going to completely shatter the image of Santa for for some poor seven-year-old if he if he catches you like, you know, shotgunning some Bud Light and then crushing the kid yeah. against your head. So I yeah. can kind of understand, like, you never know where there might be a kid looking. And so you got to be kind of mind your P's and Q's in the CVS parking lot. You know what I mean? Like you can't that urinate next to the red. Box. Absolutely correct. Yeah. There is the code of Santa Claus and it, and it starts the minute you put that suit on. You are correct. No smoking, no drinking, no cussing, P's so, and Q's, what? Let people in line in front of you at the grocery store, and yeah. you know, no, no road rage, absolutely not. You yeah. can have Santa Claus flipping you off as he's blasting by you in the in the red sleigh. So, yeah, yeah that, that's that's very important. And a lot of these guys, uh, much to their credit, live that twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Like in July, like I, I don't know, that seems that seems like a lot. Like I could be good for a couple of days. So. How much do you guys love the film Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton? That must be like the worst film ever. <laughs> that's, a, that's kind of a 50-50 on some of the some of the Santa Claus uh, Facebook pages I belong to. Some of the guys get a kick out of it, and it's yeah. funny to, to look at it. 
other guys throw my goodness how dare you make a film like that yeah you know i mean it's it's that serious with them well i i get a real kick out of it i look at it and i cringe every time i see it because i i can no more imagine my santa claus behaving like that than uh than i could doing it myself in real life you know? yeah does it become kind of like a I imagine that if I was doing the Santa thing, I'm trying to put myself in one of these Santa shoes and I've been doing it for decades, you know, and I'm always, I'm just, I'm in character day in, day out in July, in May, it doesn't matter. I'm in normal clothes at the grocery and I catch some kid looking over his mother's shoulder at me or something like that. I'm I'm good. But I imagine that like I would sit down to watch Bad Santa once a year and that would be like my fantasy. Like I would have that part of me inside that just wants to act out a little bit because it's like I'm so repressed. I've been nice all right. year and I just want to like, right. oh, I just want to like fight a uh, donkey, like a fake donkey. I just want to blow a fake donkey up in front of kids. Donkey, okay. <laughs> yeah, he fights a donkey in that movie. He shows up to work really, really hammered one time. I've seen that movie probably. Oh, right. Yes, times. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, right. So he comes yeah. up the escalator and he's just complete. I mean, he's like, he's really, really obliterated. Yeah. yeah. And he just, he just oh, yeah. wails on that donkey. And that's one of my favorite scenes because, like, that donkey had it coming. I don't know what you, I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like that donkey had it coming. He looked at him wrong. I would have messed that donkey up too. <laughs> He gave him the side eye, didn't he? He gave him the side eye. You don't, I mean, look, you don't, you don't give the guy's hammered. You don't give him the side eye. You're asking for it. I think the right. the, the donkey got what he deserves. Well, I'm not scared of Bad Santa, and I I enjoy watching it occasionally so much that I've seen Bad Santa too with uh, Kathy Bates in it. Mm. Have you seen that one? I did, and you know, I was really kind of let down by that film. I was just it was a little bit of a letdown. My my favorite part of the film though is the fact that Kathy Bates. Is as much of a scumbag as her son, even more so. Even more so, she's a she's oh, yeah. a arch criminal in that film. And Kathy she Bates shoot her own son. That's not very sound like. No, it's not at all. But she was perfect, <laughs> I think, and she's great in in just about every role. I mean, she's done. She's amazing. usually she's usually the perfect pick for everything she plays. I know. Yeah, I can watch her in anything. So, um, my wife was particularly interested. Chrissy wanted to ask what what got you started on the Santa thing. What, what was the bug that bit you that you said, I'm going to do the Santa thing? Well, that's an interesting story, Chris. You know, Brad, you asked. It goes back to, gosh, I think it was the winter of 1980. I was still in high school, but my big brother was in the Navy, had just gone into the Navy. Okay. And he was coming home from boot camp on Christmas Eve. Wow. He was flying back to Indianapolis from Great Lakes. It was snowy. It was nasty. My father... And my stepmother and my grandmother all live out east of here a little bit in a little town called Charlottesville. It's about, eh, it's about 30 miles east of Indianapolis. My dad thought it'd be a good idea to dress up like Santa to go pick up my brother at the airport on Christmas Eve. Okay. So my, my, my grandmother, who sews, ripped up a suit real quick, made the, the, the padded belly with, with, you know, suspender loops on it to go all over his shoulders. And my dad dressed up like Santa Claus, and they went to the airport on Christmas Eve. I did not accompany them. I, I lived with my mother at the time. But when they got to the airport, dad didn't realize it at the time. He didn't think this thing through. He didn't know about a Santa coat or anything. He, he had, I don't know, they probably worked his way through the better part of a six-pack on the way there. Oh, yeah, he's like By the time he got there, 
he was about halfway there. Well, he, he sat down in the airport, and, and these children started to show up. So now my stepmother's there, force-feeding peppermint. Eat a peppermint. Eat a peppermint. <laughs> and before he knows it, he's got 20 kids hanging around wanting to, wanting to visit Santa. Yeah. So that's how it kind of started in my family. Uh, fast forward five, six, seven years. My dad's been doing uh, little churches and little daycares and things, all, all under the table, no money involved. He has a pretty high-end gig at a place called Connor Prairie Farms, which is a living museum up on the north side of Indy. And it's uh, it's like what Indiana was like back in the 1830s, okay? Connor Prairie mm. Farms. They had a gingerbread house making contest that Santa was supposed to judge, and my father couldn't make this event after having looked at it. Something came up, and he couldn't make it, so he asked me to substitute one. Hmm. So my grandmother and I, I put on the suit. She put on the Mrs. Claus suit, and we went up there and did this gig. My first gig was a 25-year-old guy, had the fake beard and everything. My grandmother was my Mrs. Claus, and I did the uh, the gingerbread house contest at Connor Prairie Farm. Were you a skinny Santa at the time? 25, I mean. No. I had the padding. Yeah, I was I was a skinny guy, but I had the padding that Grandma made. She, you know, she made the padding to fit on the, you know, to go in with the Santa Claus seat. So oh. uh, I made a pretty decent looking Santa Claus, okay. even, even being a skinny guy. But you know, I was still doing the fake beard thing. So from twenty five till probably yeah forty forty eight, I guess I did the fake beard thing and only did a couple of gigs a year. You know, I would be some friends and some family. And my own children, of course, and that was very important for me to, you know, provide a visit for my children. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I was, uh, oh gosh, about maybe 10, 12 years ago, my brother uh, owned a restaurant here in India, and uh, he asked me to be a Santa Claus for a uh, a toy drive fundraiser that one of the local TV chan- uh, stations put on here in India, and very I became a... Cool. Uh, I became their Santa Claus for, for the next uh, six or seven years. And um, that kind of got me back in the game. I started looking at it more of a, as a, you know, a way to get out there and maybe make a little extra money on the side, maybe help yeah. people out for charity things on the side. And uh, I really started to get busy with it probably, like I said, about 10 years ago. Okay. And you're doing like multiple events a year now, right? I mean, you're, you keep oh, yeah. a little bit more busy uh, dance card or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot more than back then. But still, and all, with a full-time regular job, I do not pursue it as a job like many of the uh, older gentlemen do. The older Santa Clauses really go after it. And, you know, they've got their own web pages and Facebook pages and first one thing and another, and I'll do any of that. I'm all word of mouth right now, and uh, it keeps me busy enough, as busy as I like it, I guess. I see. I didn't go, I didn't go real beard either until... 2015, and that that really kind of my game too. Um, your confidence and your enjoyment goes through the roof when you don't have to worry about that that silly um, what do they call them designer beards or costume beards. Yeah, that really helped my game. I imagine. I imagine that would be. I think that was. If I was hiring a Santa, I would want to inspect the Santa. I mean, if I'm paying money, if it's a charity, it's like you know you get sure. what you pay for. But if I'm giving the guy money, it's like, hey, I got to make sure that this is real hair, dude. You know, like, let me, right. let me yeah. like, get a talk. A lot of clients do specify real beard Santa's only, but, but um, there are some really awesome Santa Clauses out there that use the costume beards. I'm I not, not going to knock those guys. They know who they are. Yeah. So is there like a, 
I'm thinking now, like mm-hmm. sometimes with folks, there's like um, kind of a prestige thing, like keeping up with the Joneses, like this guy drives a Cadillac, so I'm going to try to drive a Porsche. And, you know, like there's that little sort of competitiveness. I don't know how much women get this, but guys sometimes get that little bit of like, you want to like one up the other dude. Is there that within the, like the Santo realm where it's like, Man, that guy's got a real beard. His beard is three inches. My beard is four inches. I, psh, his beard ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Is there is there that kind of thing with the Santas where it's like, man, look at his Santa costume. It doesn't have the proper fringe, and his fringe is really small, and mine's like a fat fringe, and mine's like right, velvet, right. and his shit is right. rayon from yeah, China. Yeah, believe it or not, there, there is a little bit of that out there. I, oh, I there has really to be. Santa. There has Santa's to be. human beings. That's immediately where my brain went. Like I've only right. recently even considered the logistics of the Santa game, like what it must be like, the sleighs, the the costumes and stuff. But you've seen those guys that look like they got the costume at Target, and then you've seen those guys that are like, holy cow, like you this was made by like an Inuit at the North Pole. Like this was legit made by someone who doesn't speak English. You know what I mean? Like right. some Scandinavian yeah. native, like that's only eaten whale blubber her whole life, sewed this with, oh, with her hands. You, you and got no idea, Tom, because there are multiple tailors, seamstresses and tailors that, that interact with our Facebook groups that yeah. are constantly making custom suits, custom vests, custom shirts. Or you can go to the uh, to the Planet Santa or Adele's of Hollywood. Adele's mm-hmm. of Hollywood is a very famous costume shop, literally in Hollywood, and it, it grew up around the business of making movies. So they're used to making costumes. You can get high end Santa suits from folks like that. Yeah, for the uh, seamstresses, pre made, obviously. That's but genius. you can also call middle of the road type folks like that that will make a custom suit. Um, I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. To your specifications, but most of the most of the customer comes in getting at your size, and then you can yeah. go to tailors and seamstresses and specify everything: material, type of fur, the suit. Do you want do you want your vest to be your primary outfit with just a big flowing overrobe as a coat that maybe just ties shut with a sash? You can be as as traditional looking or as non-traditional looking as you want and there's there's some beautiful suits out there there's a netflix movie going right now called the uh santa claus chronicles okay santa chronicles is that the one uh, with uh kurt russell yes okay i've seen that that, when that movie came out last year there was quite a sensation in the santa groups to you know find out who could make this suit for me and there were uh there were a couple of suits that i saw out there that were uh on uh like etsy or pinterest Mm mm-hmm where someone whipped something together real quick and it just didn't look very high quality. But I'll bet there's some quality versions of that suit out there right now. There's got to be. I saw that film. I watched yep. My wife and I watched that last year, and it was, I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, I like Kurt Russell. What can I say? I do, too. He's, uh, I do too. Who can't like Snake Plissken playing Santa Claus? I mean, yeah, on, I mean, I, I tend to think of him a little bit more as like Jack Burton, but... Um, you know, that's maybe you kids, like you kids than, are going to be nice this year because I'm not accepting any other alternative. That's good stuff. So, what it was keep, good. I enjoyed it too. There were there were many concepts about Santa Claus that he, uh, uh that movie kind of touched on that I hadn't seen portrayed like that before, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
So I was actually going to wait till the end to ask you, but we're already talking about movies. Um, this was going to be my last question, but I'll make it my next one because we're, we're already there. As a working Santa yourself, your opinion, you, you, you're at least an expert. You got to have an expert opinion on this. What are your top three Christmas films? The ones that you got to watch every year. They're your absolute favorites. And like no ifs, ands, or buts. We're watching these three movies every Christmas. They're the best. Okay. I can handle that. And they're not all Santa related. First and foremost, my favorite Christmas movie, hands down, no question that, is any version of A Christmas Carol. Okay. The Charles Dickens classic written back in early 19th century England covers all the Christmas bases for me. The man's need for redemption. Mm. Uh, the greed and the avarice and, and things that go along with the season that are tempered by the better nature of man. I love that movie. If it's a good version, the redemption of Scrooge at the end always has me blubbering. It's 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 just a beautiful yeah. story, and I really love that story. Question about that: Have you seen FX the 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 station FX uh, the television channel? This year, they just put out a brand new uh, version of A Christmas Carol. It's FX's A Christmas Carol. I saw it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw it two nights ago. It was, it's pretty recent, but they just put it out. It's got Guy Pierce playing uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. So mm-hmm. obviously, he's great. It is awful. Have you seen it? I saw. I was I was doing a gig that night, and okay. I knew it was coming up. So, you know, I'm a. I'm a Christmas Carol guy. I'm going to catch this movie. Well, there was a gig that night, and I didn't get to catch it until right when he meets the ghost of Christmas Future. That would be popped I had already bailed by that point. That's all. That's all I saw. So I didn't get to it. It's I honestly, as a fan of of a Christmas Carol, I enjoy Christmas Carol movies as well. I watched maybe 20 minutes of that, and I was just like, okay, I'm out. I can't. I can't do this. Is it really bad? bad. Yeah, it's. They they really they stray very far away from the story. So the parts that the beats that they normally hit, where he gets the goose and he's you know he makes up with his nephew and stuff, they like leave all that right. stuff out. They add a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's really, I mean, it's like really pretty hard to watch. Like Jacob Marley gets wow. urinated on in the first couple of minutes. Like the corpse, like the kid pees on all his right. grave, and the it shows the pee like trickling down and like hitting. The actual like Jacob Marley's dead body, and I was like, "All right, this is kind of gratuitous. I don't really need to see you hitting a corpse's face." Yeah, and it, uh, honestly, that is tame. It gets much, much worse. And um, I was, I eventually threw up my hands. I was doing Christmas cards. It was like the last couple Christmas cards I had to do. I'm like in the spirit. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? I'm having fun. I'm getting these Christmas cards out. People are gonna love them. Right. And I'm just like. No, this is supposed to be Christmas. I don't want to watch a dead dude get peed on. Like that's not what I'm. That's kill. That's kill. So, so I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I, I think as a Christmas Carol fan, <laughs> that one is probably going to let you down. But uh, if you're if you get morbidly curious, you, you know, keep something else on hand to kind of like wash that. I'm, that taste I'm out bound to know. check it out. I got to watch it, but I'm going to keep my my uh, number two favorite Christmas movie on deck mm. just in case. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, a wonderful life. With okay. Jimmy Stewart, one of my favorite actors. That's, Classic, yeah. That's gold around here. Third, mm, you know you're going to find it hard to pin me down. 
A uh, little shop around the corner is good. Oh, Again, the shop Ernst Stewart. Lubitsch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shop around yeah. the corner. I'm actually, I, uh, which you may not know is that one of the degrees that I have is a film studies degree. So I've seen, I have like a really? world of criterion collection films. I've like, nobody believes me cause I'm like a younger generation, but like my favorite era of filmmaking is the 1930s. Cause I love the screwball comedies. So like right. I'm, I'm up with Ernst Lubitsch. I've seen Shop Around the Corner a bunch of times, so yeah. that's a great answer. That one's really uh, that one's really under the radar, though, isn't it? It is. I don't think. I mean, I hadn't seen it until I went to, I, until I studied film studies. I made my wife watch it a couple of years ago because I said we got to catch you up on this. It's a great film. Chrissy, did you like that movie? Remember Have I seen film? that? Yeah, we watched it um, <laughs> maybe two Christmases oh, ago. Jesus. It, yeah, she's not great with remembering films, motion pictures. She watches right. them sometimes in a semi-conscious state because she will uh, she will often recline on me. And uh, and I used to drink too much during movies, so I yeah. would just not remember that. <laughs> yeah, if that was a couple of years ago, then yeah, yeah, you were probably. It had the Wizard of the Wizard of Oz was actually the shop owner. I, I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, but it's got Jimmy Stewart in it. You know about my uh, third and a half favorite Christmas movie, and that's a Christmas story. Okay, with little, with little Ralphie. Little Ralphie, yeah, yeah. That movie, that one, right? I'm I'm familiar with because my mother used to tell me that Ralphie reminded her of me because uh, he's got the big glasses and basically right. looks like a goofy uh, dipshit. Yeah. And apparently... And you like to wear the... You like to get the bunny outfit out once in a while? Yeah, you know, she didn't do the bunny outfit. <laughs> Thank Jesus, she didn't do the bunny outfit. <laughs> I might need therapy if that was the case. Thankfully, she didn't do the bunny outfit. Do you remember a Christmas story, hon? I like when Santa puts the, the boot on his face. He wants the Red Rider BB gun. We don't really watch the that. His dog. No, I don't remember that either. Yeah. Wow. So uh, oh, my wife got... is actually um, a Hindu, everybody. So I'm really sorry. She's, this is actually her first Let me Christmas ask you a question. I got to find out then. Okay. Chrissy, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh. You know, honestly, we just watched um, The the New Claws. On Netflix? Yeah, that one was really good. That but an oldie, I, I like... Um, I saw it the other night. It was fabulous, wasn't it? So it was good. Really it made good. me cry like multiple <laughs> times, but I could just be horrible. The animation was beautiful. Did you notice how gray and dingy that town was? Yeah. At the start, at, at the Postmaster's first stop there, and then gradually as he started kind of getting into this thing, the colors started to come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. The little, uh, the little Inuit girl came back two or three times and really started to get colored up. Yeah. We, we sat here, I sat here with my wife and my son and watched that a couple of nights ago and we just loved it. Yeah, yeah it was so good. The little, like the schoolhouse, I, I remember pointing out uh, today, the schoolhouse, you know, at first it's got like all the harpoons and knives and shit in the roof. And then as the film goes on, it like, gets cleaned up and there's no more knives in the roof and it's like they, they the, patch it up. The school, and stuff. The school teacher was a freaking homicidal fishmonger at the start. I had a problem with her. She was like chopping up fish, but then she's like brushing her hair out of her face. So I'm like, that is disgusting because you're chopping up fish. First of all, you don't have any gloves. You're not, what are you doing? You're supposed to wear a hairnet. You're handling food. Then she's, of course, she's not wearing a hairnet. So her hair's like falling down on her face and she's using her fishy hands to move her hair. I'm like, it's a good thing. This is a cartoon. You're not supposed to notice this, but I noticed. I'm like, you're touching your hair with your fish hands. It's gross. Well, here's the thing, though, and here's why it's just like Christmas and why it's my favorite time of the year. We all knew how that movie was going to end, didn't yeah. we? 
going to have a happy ending. He's going to turn the town around. The love of, of Christ and the love of doing good to one another, which is overall more important than just about anything, won out in the end there. It did. That's why. That's why I love the Christmas season. Yeah. It's redemption. It's the chance that everybody gets to start over just by being nice to each other and not, not treating each other like idiots. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a little bit of that going on to shopping earlier today. I ran into a little bit of that. I complained about that a little earlier in this episode. Oh, goodness gracious. It's out there. Yeah. But it also comes along with a lot of stress this season. For sure. Like, I coach people, and everybody is so stressed. Like, not one single person who who I've been talking with is, like, not stressed. So, it's it's unfortunate. The stress comes about because they're trying to maintain the commercial end of it. Yes. And that, oh, that's 100%. the shame. You know, they feel, they feel like they have to buy the gifts and they have to do this and they have to do that. So, uh, speaking of the spirit of the season, I did want to hear from your wealth of experience. I mean, decades now, I mean, since the mid to late eighties, he's been doing the Santa thing. Or do you have any, any stories of, uh, any of the events that you've done or any of the people that you've encountered Anything that's been kind of heartwarming or touching or kind of reinforces this this nostalgic kind of beautiful view of the season? I'll tell you one right now. It's, it's kind of a quickie. My wife okay. was there for this one. That's why it's so special to me. My wife is not able to be at all my gigs. But my aunt uh, is a nun in the Catholic Church. And she, she was a member of this parish out in Knightstown, Indiana, called St. Rose, very beautiful little stone church, and every year she would call me to come to Santa Claus in the basement for their after-service kitchen lunch, and there's all this beautiful food, and the parish comes downstairs after the service, and they eat their lunch, all the children eat their lunch, and then they get a visit with Santa. It's not a very big parish, so there might be 100 people total in this basement. Or they were having lunch, and I'm sorry, I don't eat actually when I'm in the suit, but my father and my wife were both sitting there, and I'm walking around, kind of working the room, listening to people up, hey, how you doing, you know, that kind of thing, and I see this little kid sitting over there at this table, and he's crying. Uh, he's just got tears streaming down his face. He's sitting there with my with my wife and my father, so I walked up and said, well, well hey, Sonny, aren't you glad to be here with Santa Claus? And he's like, yes, Santa Claus, I love you so much. Yeah. And I said, well, why so sad, buddy? All you got to do is finish your lunch up. Finish your lunch up, and then we can visit. And he looked up at me, and he says, Yeah, I want to visit with you, Santa Claus, but my food's too hot to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I had, the, I had the, the luck to be able to turn around and walk away from this poor kid. My dad and my... Uh, my wife was sitting there trying not to laugh. Like me. It was the funniest thing the way he said it. His whole life was going to end because he couldn't finish his lunch fast enough to be uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. That's super cute. That is kind of cute. You want to tell the kid, like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. Like, take your time with lunch. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't burn your hilarious. tongue off, you know? I used to visit with my kids every time, and the year they found out it was me was because... They recognized my eyes and my nose. It wasn't anything else. They recognized the sound of my voice. It probably took three or four years though before they sussed that out because if they see the if they see the white beard and the red suit, that's Santa Claus. 
Yeah, it's, it's like uh, Clark Kent versus Superman. It's like he's not even wearing anything <laughs> over his face. He could have the decency to put a bag on his head, but he doesn't. All he does is take the glasses off, put on the cape, and it's like there's no way I would ever recognize that chiseled jaw. Well, there you go. That's kind of my point, and it, and it is amazing still. I saw my nephew um, probably two or three times after I bleached my hair this year. I didn't have the red suit on. I wasn't ho-ho-hoing around. I had a white beard and a white head of hair. And I looked just like Santa Claus to most people. I saw him at the event where his mother, my niece, brought him in. And I could tell. I'm looking looking straight in the eyes. He's seeing Santa Claus. He's not seeing great Uncle Kevin. He had no idea it was me. And I even asked my niece later on. I said, ah, he, he didn't really know that was me, did he? And she said, no, I had no idea. I think bleaching the hair has got to be, that has to help though, right? I mean, if your hair is normally oh, yeah. dark. It takes it up a notch, yeah. You know, if you For can, sure. If you can look like Santa Claus, top to bottom. I wouldn't expect, I remember when my dad shaved his mustache off. He has a mustache for like the first 10 or 12 years of my life. And he shaved his mustache off and I must have been coming out of my room and he was coming out of his room right after shaving this mustache off. And I was like, who the fuck is this 60-year-old man in my house? He had to be like 40 at the time. I don't know, maybe 48 at the time. I'm like, oh my God, where? who is this strange man wandering around my home? I didn't even realize it was my dad for all he did was shave a mustache. So... Stranger danger, stranger danger. Yeah, I was like, what do you, what do you do? What is this strange man walking out of my parents' bedroom for? That's yeah. that's disgusting. Who's this man? But I was like, oh I shit, know. that's dad. I didn't, you know. In my in, in my defense, um, I was pretty far away, and I I used to drink a lot of the time. So you know, eight years old, <laughs> you know, putting together a lot of model airplanes. Put, put, there was the, a lot of glue. put the red suit on and try and convince your kids you're Santa Claus. It's not going to happen if you put the red suit on. Take the glasses off, and you have the white beard and the hair. Yeah, they're not going to know it's bad. So yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of crazy. That's magic. I was at a nursing home. And this was just last year, and nursing homes are wow, well, they're kind of hard, man. Number one, they crank the heat up, so they're they're not real comfortable. It's hot being Santa Claus. But number two, you see a lot of the joy, but you also see no joy and no hope. With, uh. with the children, there's at least hope. Yeah. With uh, with a lot of the older folks, they run out of hope, man. So you gotta you gotta stay positive. You gotta you gotta stay Santa Claus. That's, that's my thing there. You gotta stay Santa Claus. Well, yeah. I'm staying Santa Claus. I see a bunch of these old folks, and I'm shaking hands, and I kneel down and get pictures with them and everything. And I had one little old lady ask me if I could bring her daughter in to see her. She says, oh, I've, "I've been in here for about a year now, and I haven't seen my daughter yet. Can wow. can you bring my daughter?" And I said. Oh, I'll see what I can do, you know. I'll see if there's room on my sleigh for, and, you know, you just kind of make, you know, say these things that Santa say to kids that ask for things that they really have no control over. Yeah. So the visit's done. I've done, uh, like, four different dining rooms on two different floors. I've seen a lot of folks, and the, the director of the home is walking me out to the front door, and some lady comes blowing by us with a bunch of flowers in her hand in the, uh, director says can you give me another 10 minutes and i said sure what's up and she goes we need to follow this lady so we followed the lady down to the elevators she got on the elevator went up to the second floor stepped off the elevator and walked into this dining room and the little old lady that i'd spoken to earlier saw her and shrieked out her name went up and gave her daughter 
a big hug, and her daughter's got these flowers in her hand. She handed her mother these flowers, and she took those flowers and set them on the table next to her, and she saw me, and she came running over to me, crying out loud. It was just, oh, my gosh, so overwhelming. Santa Claus, you did it. God bless you, Santa Claus. I knew you could do it. I knew you would bring my daughter to see me. She's crying. The daughter's crying. Oh. The director's crying. Santa Claus is crying. It's it was wow. a it was a pretty I'm heavy crying. Scene, man. Christina's crying. Yeah. Our baby's crying. I mean, everyone's just it was crying. incredible. That little old lady gave her daughter one hug, and then the next five or six hugs were for Santa Claus. She knew that, <laughs> she, knew, she knew that was my doing. Yeah. Well, fantastic work. <laughs> That's that, so sweet. That's got to be what keeps you going. You know, like moments like that. He's got it's a lot it like worth. golf. It's a lot like golf. Now you can go out and play eighteen holes, and and you don't get anything out of the whole thing. But something like that will will change your life. I mean, that's something I'll remember yeah. for the rest of my life. And I was a part of it, and it was very gratifying. And Santa Claus being Santa Claus is not always fun, but it's always gratifying. Wow. Well, that's like that feels like a really great spot to put a pin on it. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? with folks who are going to be listening to this uh, going into the Christmas holidays? Is there anything else that you want to impart? Any words of wisdom or, or uh, you know, fun? Yeah, I want to tell your listeners, a child young enough to believe in Santa Claus is, is a beautiful thing. Hmm. When children get to the age, they, they know the truth. What I try and instill in them, the older brothers and sisters that I visit with, is you're not an unbeliever anymore. You've gone from believing in Santa Claus to actually being Santa Claus. It's in, he's in your heart now. Mm. Santa Claus is in your heart, and you have a very great responsibility and power and magic to keep this alive in your little brothers and your cousins and children everywhere. And you are charged with, by me, Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus, you are charged with keeping that love and that hope and that belief alive in everybody you meet. That's Santa Claus's job. That's his main job. He's, he's got to keep that, that magic alive. So I don't call them non-believers. I call them young believers and old believers. Oh. I want to turn every one of them into old believers. It's a beautiful thing. Help folks out less fortunate than you are. Help the younger and the weaker folks. and Keep the magic alive. Keep it alive all year long. Mm. Yeah, and don't drink and drive on New Year's Eve. Mm. Right. Very important. <laughs> And something I can tell you, the elves, the elves made this up. You think it's a joke, but don't run with scissors. Don't run with, that's another good one. That cliche came straight out of the North Pole because it's true. That's excellent advice, too. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to us today. I really appreciate being able to talk to a real-life Santa. I I look forward to listening. (laughs) Since I had to mess with it. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's fun. It's fun to talk about it. I love being Santa Claus, and I'm, I'm glad I got to talk about it. Um, Can you send a picture of you in your um in your suit and everything to sure. to Jason? Sure, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see what you look like as Santa. Heck yeah. yeah, I can do that. All right. Well, thank you very much again, uh, and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy to holidays. You too. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. There you thank go. You Joyous Kwanzaa. <laughs> Hi! Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Hi, guys. Take care. Ah, that's a very nice Santa Claus. I'm really glad that guy decided to talk to us. He was very nice. Yeah, super nice. That's a great Santa. I got to say, I haven't seen the pic yet. He'll send us the pic, I'm sure. He's he's got he's my new favorite Santa. That's all there is to it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I appreciated his um 
his like passion, but him explaining why he has a passion for it, which is very, yeah, very cool. Kind of gets you into the spirit a little bit. Yeah, because I don't imagine anyone's really making it big or getting rich doing the Santa gigs. There might be a few guys that that really rake it in, but I gotta think that out of all the thousands of Santa Clauses, there must be a small a minority that make money but most folks they make maybe a little bit but they're not they're not making a ton of dough no i doubt it okay in the spirit of the holidays hanukkah hanukkah kwanzaa could be any of them i want to play some sounds i recorded um i recorded our daughter of course making some noises and stuff like that as she does when you're playing with her or changing her or whatever. And um, also, I took some sounds from the, um, I guess now kind of holiday cult classic, Gremlins. The first Gremlins movie occurs over Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, what better episode to play for you? I've got some sounds that I'm going to play for you. And you're going to guess if this is a sound that Evelyn made that I recorded. I'm going to kick ass at this. Or... If it's a gremlin. I'm excited, from actually. From the movie Gremlins. Fun. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Yes. All right. So first one. <laughs> Was that Evelyn or a gremlin? Do it again. <laughs> Evelyn or gremlin? Evelyn or gremlin? One more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe... Evelyn doing the boogie bulb. You think that was Evelyn doing the boogie bulb, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I gotta, I gotta play it again. I gotta play it again. <laughs> and? And that was absolutely our daughter. Uh, that was a bowel movement. It was in the boogie bulb. That was. Uh, no, it was not. That was that her was not. literally filling her diaper. No, it wasn't. Yes, yeah. No, it wasn't. I was holding her. I could feel it. You're yeah. full of shit. <laughs> she was full of shit. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is not her pooping. It's totally her pooping. No, okay. it's not. You got to be honest. <laughs> I don't have to be honest. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> You're gonna murder me on the Christmas episode. <laughs> that is not Evelyn pooping. That's totally Evelyn. No, pooping. it's <laughs> it's Evelyn pooping. Next sound, okay? I Evelyn. don't think I want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn or Gremlin? These are all you. <laughs> you think that was me? Not Evelyn. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what that sounds <laughs> that sounded like. Exactly like that, didn't it? Hold on. Right, you want to hear it again? That's you. That was actually not me, and I'm being honest right now. That was not me. Was that Evelyn? Then it was a gremlin. Sleeping or a gremlin? Gremlin. That was Evelyn sleeping. Bah, wrong. No, it Evelyn wasn't. Sleeping. That was Evelyn sleeping. No, it's not. Was, Do it she, again. <laughs> That was Evelyn sleeping right beside me. I recorded it when I woke up at night and was like, wow, she's making some crazy noises. <laughs> Don't call the pediatrician yet. We've got a third sound to listen to. Third and final one. You got the first two wrong, but I know I, I have a good feeling you're going to get this one right. 
I wish people could see you. This is why we need to live stream this fucking thing. Because, uh, ah. <laughs> uh. You're so full of fucking shit. <laughs> I'm oh. never doing that black guy again. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. That black guy. Samuel Jackson. I couldn't Jackson. remember his name. This is how bad she is at movies, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your wife tells you I'm never doing that black guy again, uh, usually that's good news. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. We look, lock it up. We're professionals. Focus. We're professionals. Focus. Yeah, let's, let's hear this next one. Let's hear the third and final one. And mm. I think you're gonna get this one. I think finally yeah, whatever. I think finally you're gonna guess correctly. Gremlin. That was actually Evelyn. No, fuck you. Uh, listen to it again. That's the sound she makes when she's hungry every time. You haven't heard that sound before? I thought you were going to get that easily because that's the sound she makes when I got the milk warm enough. I don't like this game anymore. (laughs) I ain't talking to the mic. (laughs) Look, okay. So. Done. (laughs) Look. uh, You're so. None of those are Evelyn. You don't believe any of those are Evelyn? No. All three of those were Evelyn. Ow. We just got off the phone with Santa Claus, and you're going to hit me like that? Okay, you're right. They were all gremlins. But that that's what makes the game fun, right? <laughs> I mean, the game is not about whether you I was hoping there was going to be at least one of Evelyn. The game was about fucking with you. <sighs> we'll play one of Evelyn next week. How about that? We'll do we'll do this over again. I can't wait. <laughs> Next episode, let's do this again. Yeah, let's do yeah, this let's again. do this all over again. When I do the black guy, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, don't do that. I have to get this out tomorrow. Stop making those sounds into the damn microphone. All right. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Is that bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, but my segment was funny. Yours was just. Like... <laughs> oh God, guys! It's, I'm I'm having such a hard time not beating my wife. I can't believe I made this decision to not have domestic violence in my life. Oh, God. I, I, I'm rethinking this domestic violence thing. Honey, I think. The the episode has been lovely. Thank you for another beautiful Christmas episode. I want to leave you guys with one last beautiful rendition of a classic holiday song. The presents are opened and dinner is done. The ball games are over. The other teams won. So if he seems a little out of sorts Already bored with his new Christmas shorts You can give his spirit a lift With just one more gift Just a little Christmas blowjob Will brighten up his day just a little Christmas blowjob will soothe his care away. You'll hear the church bells ringing. 
I don't even care. You know, even your Jewish boyfriend is going to love getting a Christmas BJ. Merry Christmas, everybody from the Almy family. Merry Christmas. We love you. See you guys next year. Happy holidays. I mean, happy holidays. Joyous Kwanzaa. Fuck all that Christmas shit. Joyous Kwanzaa, bitches. We out. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Just a little Christmas blowjob. (laughs) (laughs) It's been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, I still feel kind of like, oh, I'm going to have some water. Some water. Yeah, that's a great plan. Jason's over planning. That's weird. That only always happens. Talk like you know me. I like the little tea lights. Yeah, thank you. I thought it added a little nice. plug. Why did those remind you of a butt plug? I don't know. You just see how that could go in a butt. I think you know the second rule of shit happens when you party naked, and that is anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. Tell you what, this chloroform I got from the dark web is bullshit. This is not even good chloroform. I'm not going to get her an iPhone or iPad till she turns uh, 27. That a boy. That's about the time you start allowing her to date, then, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm really hoping I'm going to be dead before she starts dating. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. You you kind of want to be around that do the intimidation thing because it is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, friend, <laughs> did I ever show you my gun collection here? <laughs> yeah. I got to get like some picture of me with like uh like a karate uniform and like a black belt on, like chopping a piece of wood in half or some shit and put like <laughs> right in the, yeah. right in the entryway. Like just looking absolutely yeah, insane, like batshit crazy yeah. while I'm chopping this thing. <laughs>